A hard-fought battle in Arlington as the Cowboys fell 25-22 against the Arizona Cardinals in a game where the offense struggled and the team lost a key weapon. I'll discuss where things went wrong, a key miss by officiating, and I'll discuss how things are going to look for the Cowboys tonight against the Philadelphia Eagles next on The Wrap-Up. Things came down to the wire against the Cardinals, and unfortunately, the Cowboys could not put the final nail in the coffin. The Cardinals ran away with this game early, leading 13-7 at halftime, with the Cowboys' lone score coming from Michael Gallup, who tore his ACL on the play. After the game, Amari Cooper talked to the media about this, and he said that Michael felt that left knee pop during the route, still went up, made the play, and scored the touchdown. So, of course, that means his ACL tore during the route. Rather than giving up and just laying down because you're hurt, he finished out the route and scored the touchdown to put the Cowboys on the board. I think the worst part about this injury, not just that Michael's a great guy, but it's the fact that he's in a contract year, and that might have been his last play as a Dallas Cowboy. Michael Gallup, drafted in the third round at a Colorado State in 2018, came at a time when the Cowboys needed him most. Des Bryant had just been cut. The Cowboys had no true number one receiver. He was thrust into that wide receiver one role. And then later that year, they trade for Amari Cooper, which allows him to really blossom in the next year. So his career numbers with Dallas, 193 receptions, 2,902 yards, and 15 touchdowns. His best season, he had six touchdowns and just over 1,100 yards in 2019. This was a huge loss for the Dallas Cowboys. But thankfully, the Cowboys have a ton of depth at the wide receiver position. And the team is no stranger to playing without Michael Gallup. He hurt his calf week one against Tampa Bay, missed nearly seven weeks, then finally came back. And one guy that stepped up in a big way was Cedric Wilson. They've got two other guys on the depth chart that are really good players, Noah Brown, and of course the fifth round pick from Stanford rookie, Simi Fehoko. The Cowboys really need these guys to step up for the rest of the season. I know we have one more regular season game, but we should have hopefully at least two playoff games. In the second half, that guy Cedric Wilson, who's been playing very well all year that stepped up when Gallup got hurt, He had a good game. The big play from him was a 31-yard pass to TP20 for a big first down in the fourth quarter. If you guys don't know, Cedric Wilson has yet to throw an incompletion in the NFL. He threw a touchdown pass to Dak last year. He's thrown a ton of passes this year. And then he does it all. Cedric Wilson's a guy who's going to do it all. He's going to throw the ball. He's going to run it on some sweeps. He caught a touchdown in the fourth quarter and he brought the team to within eight points. Unfortunately for Dak, things just weren't able to get going early. He really did struggle most of the game. If you look on paper, he had a really decent game, 24 for 38, 226, and three touchdowns. That is a good game for really any quarterback in the NFL. But the fact of the matter is Arizona overwhelmed the Cowboys' offensive line the entire game. Dak was constantly blitzed and he was hit nearly every play. The offensive line just did not look good. It was the first time we had that unit back together 
since Thanksgiving of 2019, and it showed. And this Sunday, Dak Prescott is going to be playing up against a Philadelphia Eagle team that is over 500 and now in the playoffs. And there's this stigma around Dak Prescott that he doesn't do well against teams that are over 500. And it's true. Dak Prescott is 8-17 and 17 against teams that are over 500 in his career. Now, while people are going to say, oh, well, that's why Dak's not a good quarterback, don't listen to them. Listen to this. Aaron Rodgers is 46-53 and 53 against teams over 500. Josh Allen is 7-10. and 10. Justin Herbert, 1 and 5. Kyler Murray, 3 and 11. Deshaun Watson, 7 and 19. Matt Ryan, 31 and 55. Matthew Stafford, 8 and 67. Jared Goff, 14 and 17. So it's not just Dak Prescott who is struggling against teams over 500, it's everybody. This was a costly loss for the Cowboys who went from the number two seed in the NFC to the number four seed and only having one home playoff game. The Jets almost took down the Bucks, and the Ravens almost beat the Rams, both of which would have benefited the Cowboys and secured them that number two seed. They just couldn't do their part to clinch it. There were multiple problems that the Cowboys had on Sunday, but none greater than the run game. The Cowboys' run offense barely broke the line of scrimmage, and when they did, it was called back for holding. The team finished with a total of 45 rushing yards, and the leading rusher was quarterback Dak Prescott, who had 20 yards. Zeke had 16 yards on nine carries, and Tony Pollard had nine yards on three carries. If the Cowboys want to beat Arizona in the first round of the playoffs, which is who they're likely going to play, they must find a way to run the football. Another issue that the Cowboys had is one that they have chosen not to fix all season, and it's one that really isn't that hard of a fix, and that's Greg Zerline. Zerline, when he was signed with the Cowboys, was seen as an asset. But unfortunately, Greg Zerline, he's become a liability He is no longer an asset for this team. He is a liability. In the first half, Zerline missed a 43-yard attempt, his sixth miss of the season, and his second in the 40-49 range. Greg the leg has been anything but that this season. I don't have a huge issue with a kicker missing a kick here or there because, honestly, it's going to happen. But when Greg Zerline misses, it often costs Dallas the game. Also, A lot of his misses this year have come at home. So how is he going to play in Lambeau when it's outdoors and windy? You don't have wind in AT&T Stadium, but you will at Lambeau Field. Luckily for him, most of the teams that will play in the playoffs are in a dome. But unfortunately, that doesn't mean much because he's still missing kicks in domes. Now, if you notice the score Sunday 25-22, the team lost by three points. Now, given the Cardinals were driving down the field, so they still likely would have won that game. But it's interesting to note that it was just a three-point difference. The Cowboys, three of their five losses have been by a combined eight points. In those games, Greg Zerline has left 14 points on the board. They could have beaten Tampa Bay, they could have beaten Las Vegas, and they could have beaten Arizona if it wasn't for those misses. The Cowboys had one week against Atlanta with Liram Hiralahu because Greg Zerline was out with COVID-19, and Hiralahu did not miss a kick. 
The team chose last season to move on from Kai Forbath, who was 10 for 10 in his time with Dallas. If the Cowboys want to make a push in the postseason, they just cannot rely on Greg Zerline. And the final issue with this game was officiating. And I know what you're going to say. Oh, this seems like the excuse every time. And I know it's cliche to say this, but it's true. In the fourth quarter, the Cowboys forced a fumble. Chase Edmonds fumbles the ball. Dallas had used all its timeouts, and they could not challenge. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, that's just clock management. That's, that's Mike McCarthy's fault. Not really, because on the previous play, the refs had missed that Chase Edmonds had ran out of bounds, which should have stopped the clock and allow Dallas to have that extra timeout to challenge the next play. But the refs do not stop the clock. The Cowboys are forced to use a timeout, and then they do not have that timeout to challenge. And either way, the officials can now make changes with the guys up in the booth. So the replay ops up in the booth can call down to the field and say, hey, I think you guys should take a look at this. They did it against Las Vegas in the punch out. Darren Waller catches the ball, gets punched out. Keanu Neal makes an amazing play, gets the ball back in bounds. The Cowboys recover. Officials call down to the field. Eh, we think you guys should look at it. So they look at it and they declare, oh, it wasn't a catch. So no fumble. Raiders get the ball. So why didn't they do that? This was a crucial play in a key game for the Dallas Cowboys. Why did they not call down to the field and rule that play, what it should have been, a fumble? Why? Because the officials this year have been terrible. And this is across the board. This isn't just with the Dallas Cowboys. It seems like every single game, there is terrible officiating. The NFL needs to fix this because it is a serious issue. They made some changes a couple years ago after the Rams-Saints playoff game, but those changes were not good enough. These officials still are bad at their job. And I'll tell you what, the team did not hold back in their post-game press conferences, and I'm pretty certain they're going to be receiving some fines from the NFL. Um, can't get a rhythm, as you said. Can't move the ball. Every big play was called back because of some kind of call. The refs, I feel like, dictated that game. Um, I mean, it's no, it's no secret. I think the results said that, you know, we're still a good team. Uh, even though we was facing two teams tonight, um, you know, the results ain't come out like we wanted it to. Who are the two teams you were facing? Uh, I mean, I'm going to let the NFL handle it. Uh, I know, you know, it's a possibility we see both of these teams uh, in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, hopefully the NFL can sit down uh, with their team, uh, review the film, uh, learn from their mistakes, and get better from it. I think there's a couple things. I think, uh, you know, we have a few mental errors. Uh, I don't know about the offense, but I know as far as defense, and even, even myself, we had a few uh, mental errors. Um, playing against the refs again, like usual. Um, seems like it's every week occurrence. Uh, so we just got to you know, tune that out and just deal with it. The play was kind of chaotic there, that, that near fumble there, the sideline uh, there in the last two, two yeah. and a half minutes. Did you get a look at it at all? Could you tell if maybe you thought it, the ball was out? It was totally a fumble. And that's, I just don't understand how with the technology that we have nowadays, even if we don't have timeouts or whatever it may be to call a freaking challenge and challenge it, 
it's so obvious. Certain things are so obvious in the games that refs are messing up. Why they aren't fixing it? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, to me, we're playing more against the refs than we are the other teams. So and it is what it is. Did you feel like that was just today or at other times during the season? That's been multiple times this season. So, um, yeah. Seager Lamb said he thought uh, the refs, I feel like, dictated to get that game. I mean, it's no secret. Do you agree with that? If you look around the league, I mean, this isn't just the first, this isn't just the first time it's happened. It's like there's other games around the league that have been dictated from just, I don't know if it's incompetence or what it is, but I don't know. It don't make sense to me. I feel like it's, they can just, it's not hard to fix that. Especially, like I said, if it's so blatant on the field and you and it's so obvious, why the guys, why someone not, up top's not radioing down and be like, hey, get this right? Because that's not hard. That's just the ethics of the game, getting it right. Like, hey, you made a mistake here, fix it. While it should never come down to just that one play, it certainly didn't help. The Cowboys were picking up momentum late in the fourth quarter. Obviously, that's not something you want if you're only getting momentum in the fourth. But... They could have gotten that ball back, driven down the field, and potentially won the game, giving them the two seed in the NFC. The only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? It is a fun weekend for the Cowboys as the NFL has flexed the game to Saturday night at 7.15 Central Time on ESPN. This could be a crucial game for the Cowboys because they still have a chance to move into the number three and the number two seed in the NFC. So if the Cowboys want to move to number three, here's what needs to happen. Cowboys need to beat Philly. Tampa Bay needs to beat Carolina. San Francisco needs to beat the Rams. And Seattle's got to beat Arizona. And then either Atlanta or New Orleans win their game, which those two teams play each other. So that one just can't end in a tie. If the Cowboys want to move to the two seed, Cowboys need to win over Philadelphia, obviously. They need the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to lose to Carolina. They need the 49ers to beat the Rams. They need the Seahawks to beat the Cardinals. And once again, Atlanta and New Orleans cannot end in a tie. Will any of that happen? Probably not. Could it? Definitely. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! The Cowboys are headed up to Philadelphia, where it is expected to be 26 degrees at kickoff. This will be the first real cold weather game of the season for the Cowboys, and it should hopefully prepare them for a possible trip to Lambeau in the postseason. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's take a look at what the Cowboys need to do to win tonight with my keys to victory. Number one, get the run game working. It was absolutely embarrassing to see the Cowboys only have 45 rushing yards on their home turf. Now given, it was against a good Cardinals defense, but it's not a Cardinals defense that is better than the Cowboys offense and the Cowboys offensive line. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, they're going to have their hands full this week because they are going against the number seven rush defense in the NFL that allows only 103.9 yards per game. But those two need to gain some confidence because they're going to be back home in just over a week playing the Arizona Cardinals once again. Number two, 
find a defensive identity. This hasn't been an issue all season because the Cowboys have been able to rely on the talent of Trayvon Diggs and the talent of Micah Parsons. But there's a chance that both of those guys will not be playing. On Wednesday, Micah Parsons, it was announced that he tested positive for COVID-19. He will not be playing tonight. But Trayvon Diggs was also announced on Thursday that he had an illness. They did not say it was COVID-19, but it's possible that he does not play either. Now, luckily, the team will have both these guys back for the wild card round. And while this isn't a must-win game for the Cowboys, it would be great to see the Cowboys sweep the NFC East for the first time since 1998. Number three, stay healthy. We're at the point in the year that any injury could pretty much cripple the team, and the Cowboys need to keep their guys healthy for the games that matter. The Cowboys had another COVID-19 addition. Left tackle Tyron Smith added to that list as well as Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown's not as big of an issue, but Tyron Smith is because Tyron is one of those guys that very easily gets hurt. And thankfully for the Cowboys, with him being added to the COVID list, he gets another week to rest that ankle that's been bothering him all year and be ready to go back once again against Chandler Jones and the Arizona Cardinals defense. As I said earlier, the Cowboys are lucky they have depth at wide receiver because they played most of the year without Gallup and played pretty well. But it's still a huge loss for the team. And, of course, Micah Parsons, as I just said, out with COVID-19. Trayvon Diggs might not play. But the good news is all these guys, other than Gallup, of course, will be back for the playoffs. It's going to be interesting to see how the defense plays without its star linebacker. But... They have a chance to make some history tonight against the Philadelphia Eagles, and if they are lucky, they just might do it. I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast. If you don't already subscribe, make sure to do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, make sure to follow me on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Wrap Up so you can stay updated on the latest in Dallas Cowboys news. I'm Alec Rapp, and this has been The Wrap-Up.